Hello and welcome to All The Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Owen. That was a massive delay. You just pointed that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, like last episode, I'm listening back to it. It just—it's like we never met each other. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> who are these guys? Just stumbled into a random Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Terry, we've got Owen, and we have Cheese. Hello, Cheese. Hello. How are we, gentlemen? In two weeks. It seems to have flown past, but at the same time, it's dragged as well. Yeah, you who would have mentioned when we kind of locked? Everyone's like, it's positive kind of lockdown, aren't they? Like pubs are open, you can meet your family. Didn't mention workers starting, did they? No one mentioned that bit. <laughs> well, unlike some people, I've been working the whole time. So. I know your teachers of your long holidays. Finish at three days, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we do. We start at 8.30, we finish at 3, and we don't work at weekends either. If only that were the reality, but no, not at all. Um, so, so you're back at work. Uh, what about you, Captain Chizo? Living the high life. Um, still working from home, but no complaints. Working from bed, binge-watching Netflix. So, could be worse. You are li- literally living my dream. Do you have like snacks and, and everything just around you? I don't want to talk about how many chocolate oranges I've got through uh, this current lockdown, but it's an uh, alarming amount. <gasps> I'd have those for years. I eat exactly one a year because someone Christmas. always buys me one for Easter because that's my name. I would conservatively estimate I'm averaging one a day or close to. (laughs) Are you so slim? I don't know. You must just have like the metabolism of a, you know, like an eight-year-old boy. (laughs) Just run around all the time. It's amazing. Well, no, but a lot, a lot has happened in the last two weeks. Goodness me. Um, You know, cricket notwithstanding. Um, so yeah, everything's opening up. People are actually going places and eating inside restaurants and pubs and stuff. It's starting to feel more normal. And I think cricket is moving in that direction a little bit, hopefully. So, you know, certainly I know local clubs are, are starting to amend their opening plans and, you know, allowing people in clubhouses and stuff like that. So the landscape's looking pretty good, hopefully. But back to Essex. So, um, do we even want to talk about knots? I think we do need to. I'm low too. Right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Cheese. Um, what went wrong? Um, the knots game basically made a mockery of this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We we called out a few players. Those players decided to perform out of their skin in comparison to the, the rest of the squad. Uh, and we were feeling very confident about the game. And all of a sudden, uh, we looked like rank amateurs getting bowled out for 99 in the, in the first innings. Not exactly an aspirational uh, score there, is it? 99. Good Lord. We got that completely wrong. How did we get that so wrong? 
we're normally on the money with most predictions, I think. Stunned silence. I would just, you know, I mean, it was so out of the blue, wasn't it? Everything, everything. The players who saved us a bit of face for Essex, you wouldn't have expected it. Well done, well done to Shane. That was. Yeah, well done, Shane. Not, not people say, oh, they're thinking, oh, his career best figures of, of seven, but seven wickets for anyone, anyone is amazing. Uh, that the level of cricket he's playing at, any bowl in the world except Wickets County Championship is an incredible achievement. So he should be rightly proud of that. Um, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely for sure. And Brown as well. Yeah, Brown, yeah, Brown, you know, got performance that was really good. And you know, we've been saying for weeks, haven't we? He's been we've wanted him to, we've been willing him on to try and get that score we know he can get. But just if you compare. Um, Snater performance is just is out, just outstanding. Um, to get to the edge, to, to seven, seven wickets is just unbelievable. You know, it's five, you're given it five is seen as a, is seen as the bowler's century, isn't it? It's like it's seen as a yeah. significant milestone, very very hard to achieve. You get um, immortalised on the ball if you do it at Chelmsford. Then to go get two more above that, I know Harmer does it a lot, but he's superhuman, isn't he? But yeah. Um, yeah, just really amazing that given the pressure he was on, not just the fact that we've collapsed, or maybe because pressure's off. Do you, do you think that maybe like Terry and Cheese, like that? Because like Essex was doing so badly, you're going to walk on that pitch going, I've got to perform out my skin to keep myself in the side. The fact that there are other, other big, big players around you aren't performing well, it goes, right, if I, if I muck up, I'm not seen as like, it's not the end of the world because like, the people who the team's actually relying on, because he's never going to be seen as a bowler you're ever going to rely on. He's not performing. No, like Porter, Cook, Siddle, and Harmer, they're people that the 100% rely on. If they're not performing well, you're going like, what is going on? Same with like Wesley, Lawrence, Cook. If they're not performing very well, people start going, we are struggling here. Whereas the snakes of the world, they're there on merit, but they're not there to to, to pull the team along. To so the fact that not, maybe we're not props, are they? Yeah. You're not propping the team. It's relaxing to his own. His bowling's got a rhythm, isn't it? It's about being natural, kind of a crease. So he was just feeling more relaxed, more, you know, the bowler that obviously the coaches know he can bowl at because they, they wouldn't put him in the team twice. They believe he couldn't play. So. No, no, I wonder, I, I'd be interested to know what the conversations were sort of around that. Um, you know, that sort of finally we're seeing this on, you know, in a, in a game that where, where we traditionally see, you know, perhaps. Not, not brilliant performance, um, not huge confidence, but actually that's the first time I've seen him looking completely at ease with himself and, and tot like totally in control. Um, and, um, and, you know, he delivered absolutely brilliantly. So, so, you know, we talked, I think, in the last podcast, you know, what is it that the coaches are seeing behind the scenes that we're not seeing? And actually, is, is this what they're seeing? And if that's the case, then actually maybe maybe this is the lift that he needed and we'll see more of that going forwards what say you Mr Cheese? I certainly think it's one of these um, performances that you can say when he's playing at the like his peak and his highest level this is what he can do and I think it it ultimately rewards the faith in the in the club to to select him and, and do everything. I think Owen's got a fair point that 
when you're in those like car crashes of games, the pressure's off, right? If you if you're bowled out for 99, and in the next innings they're posting what three four yeah three 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 two three I think or three three thirty something like that. Um, you know that you're you're in an uphill battle and the results probably out of your hands um so you can relax a bit you can do those um i guess free movements where you know it doesn't matter if it works or not you're just trying anything and i think it's great and it's probably true of of brown in the second innings as well you know he, he held his own he did his best to to put something on the board in the first innings whilst everyone else just didn't really, I guess, handle the conditions and the bowlers. And when the same things happen in, in the second innings, why not just try and build a nice little score? And he, he's put two two back-to-back, which is, is not too shabby at all. Yeah, I also think a bit of credit to Nottinghamshire as well. I think they've proved that they weren't the, the team that they've been written off as, you know, that because they're that horrendous record. People say, I think even we said that in the new Leicestershire, but Leicestershire in those days, when they didn't win for a couple of years, were just a really poor team. They, they struggled to attract any players. They were, you know, too close to Nottinghamshire and Warwickshire that just took the best players away with them. They didn't have to worry about moving house. But I think Nottinghamshire actually had got a very good squad, um, especially with their England stars not playing test cricket. Just proves that actually, maybe a bit more credit to Nottinghamshire given them just simply that Essex were rubbish, whatever. Like, actually, bear in mind, there were some very, very good players in that team. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay, well, we'll give give Nottingham their due. Nottinghamshire their due. I keep saying Nottingham. Um, well done to them. Um, but obviously, very, very disappointing for us as a performance. Now, let's 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 look at the the very very sharp and stark contrast with what followed so Derbyshire not the same team and I don't mean Derbyshire I mean Essex against Derbyshire absolutely not the same team would you agree I think it's night and day the the performances especially when you factor in the conditions as well like they lost the day with the rain um pretty i don't think there was any play on the first day and it, there was even broken up play over the rest of the days so to come out and just hit that that big score in the first innings and really wrestle control of the tire like with that kind of turnaround you know at the very worst you're going home with a draw not a bad thing but it, it guarantees points on the board. We actually got some bonus points. Like going at over five in a county championship on the run rate, that's pretty good considering we pretty often average what three, maybe sort of three point seven. Yeah. Especially given given his wet wet track. So that would normally you think favour the bowlers, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think also that I know Ingeon's probably harmless performance because the nine for is just it's unbelievable, isn't it? it but I think it's the, once again, I focus on that. But like, if you actually watch the, the, the highlights back and they're on the um, 
Essex YouTube channel. But it's it's an all-round performance that, that created his ninth birth. If you actually look at the fielding, the field, and I, I can always, for me, a, a sign of a team in control is how well they are on the field. And there's not so much of bowling and batting. It's like, because especially when you're around, you know, it's cold, wet, you're out there all day. The fact that they were, the catching was incredible. The reactions were really good. Um, so it's, it, his, his, I think his ninth was a, was a symptom of, of, of a very, very well put together team. Obviously, they had would have had very strong words after that Nottingham Street game and, you know, tried to move on to the next one and gone, reminded himself of how good they were and, and, and the fact they are back-to-back champions, not by accident. So just that confidence is back and they're back to the Essex we've been watching for the last five years, which is lovely to see. No, genuinely wonderful. As you, as you say, it, it's not, you know, we talk frequently, pretty much in almost every podcast, about the reliance on our, our bowling, but actually... This, in terms of an all-round, genuine team performance where everyone is playing their part, regardless of what they're doing out on the field, just outstanding, really. Um, and and I, you said earlier about Simon Harmer being super cute. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, was it nine for eighty? Unbelievable numbers. Um, so we, but but like bowl like Harmer though. Oh, that's not just. Oh, go on. So go on. Saying so a bowler like Harmer relies on a quality team around him to get wickets. He's not like someone like you know, rapid pace can just knock the middle stump out the grounds, uh, or you know, it will just rely on having a good first slip and a good wicket but just get nicked behind this entire game, like some of the, the top bowlers in the world do. If you've got people who can't catch around you, you can be bowl, you can be bowling those beautiful balls all you want all day. It's not going to get you anything. Um, so the fact, yeah, he. he we, we need to, when we see these amazing stats, just, just remind ourselves that those stats are only achieved by having a full all-round team performance. And that's one of the beauties of Essex. Because everyone seems to say it. It's not a team of superstars, really. It's just a team. It's a very, very well-knitted, well-drilled unit. Um, and it's really nice reminded that cricket, although we do focus on individual accolades, it, it is a team. It is at its heart a team sport. Um, and that's from, my, from watching Palmer that last week, it just reminded me of just, this this is this is a proper team sport, um, and this this is this is the the uh, the pinnacle of of that teamwork coming to fruition, which is great to see. Absolutely, I mean I'm inclined to agree. I, I, I mean it was just an absolute pleasure to to watch. Um, you know, given that the the last few games have been they've been quite stressful. <laughs> you know. Um, but actually, I feel reassured. So when we do start to, in a few, you know, in a little while, we'll, we'll look ahead to to Warwickshire and, and Durham. But I do feel suitably reassured about their preparedness um, for that. And you know, although our position at the top of Group One is not necessarily secure, it it does it does give me some confidence going forwards. So I don't know what you guys think. Are you feeling that sort of a bit better about where we are in the season now? Because two weeks ago, I don't know, I felt, I felt a little bit, a little bit unsettled. I think wrongly, when this group was drawn up um, before the season, I placed this very comfortably at the top. Like when we were joking about like starting up the pod again and, and getting back into it, we were all very happy about the group and what we were 
put up in mm. and that confidence has sort of slowly been chipped away like before the the Derbyshire game the table position it, if you just said oh we're actually going to end up in the third division in this in the second round I don't think I would have been that strongly like fighting the prediction I think you'd go actually this group's been a lot more competitive than I thought it's been we've not turned up as well as we've needed to and it, we could very well like it would have only taken one or two like if we'd have lost against Derby I think I would have gone yeah we probably will end up in the third division but now all of a sudden we're at the top and I do think these next two games are going to be pretty key in in determining where we go yeah yeah fingers as we get that I mean I think it's not just for winning the championship getting that top division but just for having that thrill of, of, of genuinely competitive cricket because in the other two divisions then what are you playing for you're just playing cricket aren't you um you're not going to win anything uh whereas in that one you've you've got that that excitement of, of trying to get the championship title yeah, the motivation's going to be different, isn't it? Yeah, it's, not like, it's not like um, the normal championship season where you've got three divisions and the top of the second goes to one and the top of the three goes to two. Yeah, that's that's not there. So it's just the other two groups, it just seems almost meaningless. Um, great. I, mean, I just love playing watch cricket, so it's great that we've got games on, given this world situation. But yeah, just, just for that, you know, real thrill of, of getting up for a game, it's just outside division one, I can't really see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a bit of a dampener on it. No, I'm trying to highlight that. Like, how, just how there's more, like, more riding on it, I think, this year, um, getting against that, that, that top division. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like the stakes are higher. Um, so, do we think, because, so Lawrence, Three fifties. Did I read that right? I think you're talking about it against uh, Derby. Yeah. He he got 150, and it was basically. It was basically three. Three okay. styles of batting. Three styles of batting. Three, in yeah. the, in the, the first 50, very measured, building on obviously the foundations from Brown and Cook and the partnership yeah. alongside Wesley. Then they sort of let the shoulders fly as they ticked over. And then at the end, it was just explosive hitting. It was very impressive to see. It was, like watching, wasn't it? It, it was like, like watching three different batsmen, though. And that's probably why he's got his England call up again. Yeah, I'm just going to move on to that. Um, so, obviously, extremely proud. Well done. Fantastic. Um, but what does that mean for us? What is it going to mean, do we think? Um, it's going to be Chopper Akushi, isn't it, coming through? I can't, I can't see any alternatives to that. Cheese, what do you think? I think it's, it's got to be Cushy. Um, I think Cushy. We should put bets on this. Just to mix it up. <laughs> I've always see, seen Chopra as competing with Brown at the top. Maybe that's just from 
the past couple of seasons where he's uh, he's come in and filled a couple of times. Mm. Maybe giving him a run at, at three or four um, might not be a bad thing. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm excited um, for Dan Lawrence. I think it's amazing. I mean, he must be made up. Just thinking. Wesley. I think... Just putting it out there. <laughs> What's... I think England have seen him, and that's it. Oh, really? Well, he's in his 30s now, isn't he? Not many people get recalled unless you've done exceptional really well for all other injuries. Which is, I mean, good for us. I don't want to lose him. So. No, I don't want to lose him. I, I, just, I just wonder, like, you know, Lawrence called up, what, how, how, how's Wesley feeling about it? I don't know. That's I, I, my first thought. But, yeah. Good for us if we keep him. Brilliant. Core member of the team. But yeah. Right. So predictions then. What's going to happen at Warwickshire? What's going to happen at Durham? What do we think? Are we looking, you know, they're, they're going to be high stakes games for us. But in reality, putting our money on it, what are the performances that, we, we, that we're predicting? Because I like, I like to be able to have something to not aim for, I don't mean that, but something to prove. I think Warwickshire at home will be a different game to when it was away. Yeah, agreed. Good old Fortress Chelmsford. Like you can't can't really go wrong. Mm. We know that one game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I think, no, I think she's right though. You can't, you know, you don't, you don't become a bad team overnight. Um, no, no. Yeah, no. and that's the exception that proves the rule, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I think yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be great, especially with the, with, the, with the win like we just did, as Cheese mentioned, it was winning, winning by innings with the conditions, uh, you know, the, the, we lost a significant amount of time. So if that was a normal time, that would have been done within, you know, two days, wouldn't it? But, oh, yeah, it would have been wrapped up. And that would have been even more impressive if you saw it for what it was. Um, but yeah, I just think, yeah, I agree with Cheese. I think Darren Way, that's, that's a much harder challenge especially if the weather stays how it is um you know it's, cold damp it's usually worse up north anyway well that, remember when we played in the um that game got moved because lancashire's crown was being used for the world cup and we had to go and play that quarterfinal for the t20 blast when we won when you won it over in over in um durham yes and it was it, it was that was summer and it was freezing cold so with the may we've been having I wouldn't want to be standing in a field um, all day in that. No, no, and I, I, I can, I concur with that completely. I umpired thirty overs on Saturday. 
in that weather. It was not fun. I think we forget like how how distracting the cold is. Like with the the heat heat drags you down, you lose energy, you know, you get lethargic. But you've got with modern sports science like electrolytes and drinks, you know, carb heavy um, food food gels, stuff, sweets they put in their pockets. It's quite easy to overcome that, isn't it? With the cold, it's all you can think about. It yeah. just gets through to you, especially when it's windy. It just it's constant, like, isn't it? Yeah, like playing it, playing it for Harris Creek Club, like on the sea, this season on the North Sea, with that coming across you, like no matter how well you're playing, all you can think about is how cold you are. And I just, I, I just because they're professionals, I don't see why they would, why that wouldn't be a factor if you're not used to it. Yeah. Um, which it sounds, most sound really, really trivial, but I just think that these things. I don't think it is trivial though. I don't yeah. Think it's trivial at all. Um, and I think you know, the the Essex headlines of the you know the. So I, like, I like reading my stumps emails. Um, you know, they said that they battled the weather as much as they battled in the game. And I, I, com- I completely agree with that because it was absolutely rotten. Um, you know, you're literally battling with the forces. You're being blown around, um, wind in your eyes, you know, whites flapping all over the place whilst trying to concentrate on, you know, the field around you and keep the, the tactics in your mind as well. And once again, you anything, like I said in the last podcast, you have anything to look forward to. You, you're going back to a hotel room where you can't even see your mates you're in a hotel with. And I, don't, I mean, as it's like a flush club, I don't think you'll be getting beautiful hotel rooms like footballers get. You'll be probably either at one of those, you know, really teeny little desks where you just about get enough room between you and the wall, um, eating your dinner, or, eat, or worse, sitting on the, your bed eating your dinner. It's just... Yeah. I think no surprise that the game we lost, the game we actually probably lost, lost was an away match where when you, if you're cold and wet, suddenly you start thinking about you know you miss your wife and kids. So yeah. it's like I just think it's cricket because it's, it's endurance sport, isn't it? All these things that come into effect um, when you stand outside in the field for for two days. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Darren we. Unfortunately, but it also is a sport where a cloud a mile high can affect how much of the ball swinging. Um, so, and is the Darren that non that anomaly ground? Is it so? It's so the decisions are so far removed from most other grounds just because of where it is in the country. They still don't, like just as a little aside. They still don't know exactly what it is about cloud that affects. No educated guess, certainly. educated guesses yes but they haven't scientifically pinned it down have they jeez about why clouds make the the ball swing yeah yeah it's going to be something to do with the pressures but yeah i I don't don't think anyone's nailed it or if they know why a certain particular kind of cloud makes it (laughs) perform better either yeah, whether it's a well, cumulonimbus or a, or a stratus cloud. Hmm. If there's anyone who does know, do tweet us. Let us know. That's really interesting. If people do know, get, get tweeted. Do, do, do tweet, get in touch. If you have the answer to this, this burning question, we will be happy to hear from you. It's weird because like, a cloud makes it swing more, but a cloud raining, really like the opposite, isn't it? It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it just kills it. Yeah. Bizarre. But anyway. Anyway, but the good, but there is there is light. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We spoke earlier about things opening up and things being more positive and life feeling a bit more normal. I mean, we're gonna 
I'm not sure quite how I feel about this, to be honest. I'm a bit jealous, but and you know, but we, we're going to have there's going to be people down at the ground now. What was it? Two <laughs> grand, two hundred or so people. Um, so if you are one of those lucky two hundred, enjoy yourself. Have a great time. Hope it's yeah, the weather forecast. <laughs> the weather forecast is looking pretty poor. You're going to brill because you can't go indoors, can you? And what no. you can't what. That's one lot fan. I just wanted to bother with the ballot because, like, once you're in there, you can't even leave. Um, come back in again. No, you need a an ample brolly, a golf umbrella. Equip yourself. I know people are moaning, but a lot of lots of social media moaning about the two hundred number. But I just think well, what the club the club would be fighting tooth and nail to have that as high as possible, given the money it's costing them. So I just I think it's oh, great no, they're I, bothering. I, no, I, no, I'm not criticising at all. I'm just you know, I, I didn't, I didn't see the point in in going to the ballot myself because, actually, you know, at the moment I have huge amounts of time, um, other commitments, um, but but I think given the fact that it is costing so much, you know, this is going to be bleeding out money surely, but but the fact that they're so committed to getting people in the ground and watching real cricket, you know, it's got to be commended. So Did you bother choosing the ballot? No, it, it's uh, it's like Terry says, limited time. You've got like a year of things to, to catch up on in terms of seeing friends and family. Um, I'm just hoping that things remain as they are and then we can start doing, you know, big T20s and other games as the summer unfolds. So bring on July, a bit of sun, bit of heat and then uh, then you can see me standing or sitting at the, the side of the boundary yeah I, I literally can't wait counting down the days to that um, oh a big um, big big call I don't know this is a harsh thing to do because that was financially flush at the moment but if you are able don't pop into MS and get your food in the way to the ground like buy yourself there because the club need the money they need that two quid sandwich sold they need that pint sold that cup of tea sold yeah if you are listening to this and you go to the ground, don't bring your pack lunch. If you can, if you're able to, buy it, buy it at the ground. Yeah, don't don't buy don't buy your four pack. Take it along with you. Go go along to the bar and uh, and and get your pints. I think that should be that rule should be gone, isn't it? Bring your own beer yeah, into the ground. Ridiculous, allowed to do it. I don't approve of that. You know, when you're trying to turn a profit, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I, 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 it's not even that expensive. The bar is it? You know, it's reason it's reasonable reasonable prices. Or it like food and food was something essential because like you're there all day it's quite a lot of food actually you need to sustain yourself there's two meals isn't it that's quite a lot of food food to buy at the counter at the can where the um the canteen services canteen <coughs> catering services but yeah if you if you want to sit there and drink all day buy it at the ground but like i can't believe you'd have to bring a bottle of wine or cans of beer and it's, it seems so archaic but yeah they were being a bit old-fashioned. Yeah, I reckon some people probably have quite a bit to say on that, but um, but no, I'm I'm in full support of. Uh... You see those stag dudes turn up, don't you? They're, like they go in the morning before they're going through city centre or going for a, a bar crawl, and they turn up with four cans each, drink those, a bit merry, and then leave. It's like Essex to do that fifteen quid that would have cost you the bar. Yeah, so. for sure. If you can get a bit tiddly, at least you get some financial benefit from the club. That's not too much to ask, I don't think. 
there we go well we've appealed to our our, our listeners um, and hopefully that'll be that'll be well supported um but if you are one of those 200 people and you do get to see a game we'd love to hear what your experience is like um enjoy yourselves um and obviously you know make sure that you you abide by all of the guidance that Essex uh, will no doubt um furnish you with on your arrival so yeah tag us in the boat as well we're going to celebrate it'd be cool like oh, yeah, that'd be awesome yeah either send us one or like just tag us into the photo it'd be cool and we'll celebrate it I mean, even if it's raining it's nice to see people there just to be like it's i think people get a mental boost from seeing things that are normal yeah so if you're there we'll give, we'll give you a retweet yeah be cool they're really awesome if you send them in even just like one or two pictures of you but we give people a boost during the, during the week i was certainly something to look forward to actual people in an actual ground how lovely would that be super well onwards and upwards um let's keep our fingers crossed for some decent weather hopefully we'll see some cricket this weekend um is there any are there any final closing comments for from either you owen or you cheese or do we think we've, we've covered it all i think we might have done i think that's it from me yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised the next podcast though is saying like a selection quality we'd even think of like Michael Pepper suddenly returning to the side instead of um, Lawrence. Oh, you love to throw a curveball right at the end, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and on that um, exciting note, uh, it's uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you next time. <laughs>